Hey guys, uh, it's Airhead here. <laughs> a little, little different from uh, uh, Mr. Cole over here. Uh, hey, Cole asked me to do an intro um, for this podcast because uh, I guess he got tired of it. No one did intros, but uh, <laughs> I got. Uh, I also am not gonna lie. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm only doing this so. A, we can add more seconds to our episode so we can get monetized. And B, so I can get fed tonight. Because uh, he said, hi, hey. Uh, it's good. We're, I think I'm done. All right, to episode four. Here we go. We live. Okay, so. Even though I didn't want that to happen, we had it happen. You anyway. pointed but at me. Do you want to? Do you just want that to be your like trademark now? Yeah. Whenever you talk or yeah. whenever you're on the pod, you just say we live at the beginning. Yeah. Alrighty, well that was maybe one of the goofiest starts we could have had. That nah, I think episode one was worse, honestly. Well, we don't got to bring up the past. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode four of the Perspective Podcast. Already, my English is failing. Hey, that's <laughs> I don't not bad, know if honestly. Anybody heard that. You're just enunciating, that's it. But trying hard to enunciate the title of the podcast, I feel like that's something I should have nailed by now, but... Welcome to episode four of the Perspective Podcast. There we go. That sounds a lot better. Um, keeping up with what I talked about last week, this week, we're uh, we're eased back a little bit. We, mm-hmm. we came down from the, the serious message that we had from episode three. So this mm-hmm. week, we have our second guest. This is Brandon. Brandon, say hello. Hey, what's up, y'all? Feel free to... I was going to say feel free to introduce yourself, but I guess that's the point of this podcast, so don't introduce yourself, actually. Um, well, I, I can introduce Brandon if you want me to, real quick. You know, go for it. Um, so this is Brandon. Um, I've known him for a long time. I've known this homie since I was, I'd say like nine, right, Brandon, when I was like nine? It's, it's been a long time. It was a long yeah, time. Forever. So like how we met is that uh, we both uh, grew up doing martial arts, or specifically Taekwondo, so... Like, I feel old because, like, we both don't do it anymore just because, obviously, we're old. But I've known him for, like, literally all my life. At least I feel like I've known him for all my life. And Homeboy has been there for everything. Has been there uh, when I first got drunk at 21. Um, a lot of times. Oh, man. Let's keep that story. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's been there for everything. So um, we've had a lot of late night talks. Wait, is that true? Stuff. What? We yeah. turned twenty one. Y'all got together. Yeah. Did, yeah. Really? No. <laughs> no. Brandon, no. you weren't here for my twenty first. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So then, why would you bring? Okay, whatever. I'm I just was gonna, joking. No, well, I, here we are. I got it. I okay, got it. you're slow. I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> I got it. I'm just saying. All right, whatever. But yeah, Brandon's been there for a while, and I've I've known him for a lot a lot of my life. Um, we both grew up in Raleigh, so now he's in D.C. So if he sounds like he's not here and talking through a phone, he is. So <laughs> I guess that's the other thing that I should mention. This not only is it our second guest, but we're also it's a bit of an experiment because this is our first remote call. Mm-hmm. Because, like Thomas just so eloquently put it, um, Brandon is not here. Brandon's in D.C. right now, and we are in yep. the Carolinas. So this is a little bit of an experiment. Hopefully, we'll be able to hear you clearly when we play this back, because that would suck if we got a bunch of audio for you. It's, it sounds good so far, what we're hearing That's right good. now. But um, before we start like the real episode, um, tell, us, tell us why you're in D.C. right now. Uh, so I got my master's from Georgetown. I graduated in 
December. I got a master's in math and statistics. And while I was doing that, I was teaching ninth grade math. And okay. now I have switched jobs. I am at a nonprofit that accredits um, different schools around the country. Dang. Okay, Brandon. Um, before, we, let me tell you this real quick. And it's just kind of funny. Before we started this podcast and before we got on the phone call with you, uh, Cole was asking me like what your major was and like what you did in high school, uh, not in high school, college and like your undergrad and mm -hmm. grad. I yeah. told him that you did like statistics and an analytics and you also double majored in Spanish. And mm -hmm. Cole was completely convinced that you did law. I don't know where I got that from, but I feel like at no. some point we had a my conversation. Brother, my brother and my dad and my sister all did law. Well, I knew uh, that you were that you were doing, sense. I don't Speaking about it now, it sounds really stupid, but <laughs> I too much reading. Well, too no, I knew that you were doing a bunch of math stuff because when we would play video games and stuff like that, you would talk about all the math assignments that you were doing. Yeah, but all I the coding that took forever. <laughs> I don't know where I got law from. I I swear, like at some point we had talked about you doing law or something with law, but clearly that's not the case. I don't know where I got that from. But I mean, I don't really blame you. Brandon is a smart cookie. Not gonna lie. So yeah, I was gonna say if uh, you hadn't picked up from, I appreciate that. Yeah, if you hadn't picked up from the conversation that we had, Brandon's a very smart guy. So yeah, homeboy finished college, both grad and undergrad, within like five years in total. Right? I'm guessing. It wasn't six um, years, right? It was five years. Four, five and a half. Five and a half. Most people graduate like six, close to seven years with both undergrad and grad. Yeah, and he had like a, wasn't it a one? Was it two thirds of a scholarship at Wake Forest? Yeah, my, most of my most of my um, tuition at Wake was covered. See, like homeboy is smart, and then we got Ethan over here on his sixth college. Oh, Ethan just got astray. We don't got to bring up Ethan right now. <laughs> Homeboy is struggling. Maybe, maybe at some point. Nah, he's he'll... living it up out in Hawaii, though. Mm. He's in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I told yeah. you that. You did. Yeah. Clearly, I don't pay attention to when you guys talk to me about what stuff. One in <laughs> Brandon's out in DC studying law. Ethan's in Hawaii, <laughs> probably I don't know, like studying volcanoes or something. Nah, he's studying how to fix bikes on his third broken bike. How to fix bikes in Hawaii? He's not studying that. He's just, he bought like, did I ever tell you? He bought like two motorcycles. I knew about the first one, but I didn't know. He about sold it. the first one and then bought a second one that was broken and tried to fix it again. That's he the most. The second Ethan. one that was broken? Yeah, he bought a second one and it was broken. That sounds like him. Yeah. I was about to say, that's the most like East, Ethan sequence of events I could, <laughs> you could possibly hear. Um, anyway, aside from Ethan. Um, yeah, so I guess we can like start getting into it. So. For once in my life, I'm actually not kind of blind in this uh, podcast today. Um, usually I am. I don't know what's going on. But this time, Brandon, you're the blind one I have here. No, no idea what's going on. Um, it's not oh, like yeah. A, yeah, it's not like a deep topic or anything like the third episode. I don't know if you've listened to third third one yet or not. But Yeah, I've listened to it. Oh, well, see, Brandon, you're one of our uh, loyal on this one. Loyal the, the listeners. Faithful, yeah. um, but this episode is going to revolve around the idea of responsibility um okay but we're gonna we have some some topics that we would like to ask you and like hear what you have on like your perspective on it but it's gonna be revolving around the like the idea of responsibility because i know right. since i've known you for like most of my life i feel like you've grown up to be a very like responsible person like even our in our friend group with me ethan andrew and you you usually was like the responsible one out of all of us um, that's weird to hear <laughs> what do you mean you know that it's true like besides i don't know it, besides whenever <laughs> like we go out out and like you're drinking a lot since 
because you're like the oldest one out of all of us. Um, usually, sometimes I would be like Brandon, but like you're usually the responsible one between like me, Ethan, and Andrew. Like you would always be telling me, me and Ethan, like, "Hey, don't do that," and I'm like, "Why not?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also feel like too. I don't. This just popped in my head, and I really want to say it. But it, like saying that, not that you're not smart, Brandon, because you're incredibly smart. But saying that Brandon's the smartest out of your group is saying like he's the bluest crayon in a pack of red crayons. <laughs> because like the rest of you guys just kind of like, Ur. so. I mean, he's you're not wrong though, because me and Ethan are like, Ugh, and then Brandon. I mean, I don't know. I don't know Andrew, so I can't speak on that. Andrew's but. cool. I mean, he's Andrew's, Andrew's got his masters too. I think. Okay, so, so it's just you and Ethan at the red crayons. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, but Andrew's older than me. No, I think Andrew. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Andrew's older than you. Yeah, I know. I know Andrew's older than me, but I thought he just went into Matt, like his grad school. Yeah, he just finished not too long ago. Oh, he finished grad school. Oh, shit, yeah, I don't know that. Buffalo. <laughs> Whoops, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so the first topic that we kind of want to talk about, um, it still revolves around like responsibility, um, but. The one thing that we wanted to hear from you, um, and like I'm gonna t- help you like talk about this too, was like responsibility when we did Taekwondo growing up. So I I guess to like set up a scenario, me and Brandon, Brandon started Taekwondo way before me, so he was like already ahead and like a couple belts than I was. Um, but we kind of just grew closer together because we were both were on like the same team at one point. Um, if not at one point, like after for we joined a long, the team for, like for a, a long while. time, yeah, <laughs> for a long time, but we were on the same team and like, we just got better. Um, I was like super addicted to Taekwondo for a longest time to the point where I would spend like eight, nine hours a day there. So Brandon would see me all the time. Cause I was, some... I'm, I'm not going to lie. You're, you're probably a reason I was there as much as I was really I been there hanging out as much. Yeah. This is so cute, them. dude. Just being here and listening <laughs> to you guys talk about this stuff. This is so adorable. Got me blush and I wasn't even there with you guys. <laughs> Um, that's well. No, I actually didn't. Though. I wouldn't have been as motivated to uh, to learn some of the things that I did. Well, Brandon was just intimidated by my skills, so that's why he tried to get better. Mm, all right, let's, <laughs> let's ease it back. Okay, anyway, me far. and Brandon both were like, <laughs> no, but I was I was like addicted there for a long time, and I was there, and I saw Brandon a lot. Um, and Brandon, funny enough, I actually like never knew your age growing up for the longest time. Really? I always thought you were like either the same age or like slightly older than me. Because, like, once again, this goes into, like, responsibility. You seemed, like, very mature whenever you were, like, younger and, like, you were growing up because you always just, like, seem very, you always had, like, good mannerisms. Like, you always seem very professional um, in a lot of cases, like, talking to parents, talking to even, like, me and Ethan sometimes. Like, you just seem, like, very professional, very, I wouldn't say serious, but, like, straight to the point type person where it just seemed very, I guess, responsible. So my thing is, like, we even though like um we had like responsibilities like especially when we were like teaching and stuff like that did you like feel any other like responsibilities or like have that sense of responsibility in taekwondo whenever we did it i don't know i feel like i feel like because i was the oldest i felt like i did have a lot of responsibility i felt like i could tell that people looked up to me and i felt like i had to present myself a type away sometimes you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this because it's actually funny. So even though you're the oldest out of like a lot of people in like Taekwondo, especially like me, Ethan, uh, and Andrew, you're the youngest child. So like, how did yeah. you have? That's yeah, what, that's that, wild. That's what I'm saying. So like, how did you have that like sense of responsibility being the youngest that's child? That's wild. Um, 
I hadn't thought about that actually. I think a lot of it is like seeing what my my brother and my sister, my brothers and my sister, um, what they had to deal with growing up. And uh, one of the things my parents would always say is learn from learn from their mistakes. And so I would always pay attention to what was going on and the things that they were getting in trouble for, or uh, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I don't know. It was a lot of like paying attention to what was in front of me and following that example and like learning from there from their mistakes. So two things. First, there was in, it's an interesting viewpoint when you look at it like that because yeah, I I'm the second youngest, so you can see. I don't want to say the mistakes of your siblings in front of you, but you can see kind of stuff that they learned and it gets passed on to you. And in this situation, you're the older amongst the group of, I guess, your friends that were also taking Taekwondo with you. So in a way, you kind of stepped into this leadership position just based off of your prior experience, which I think is pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I noticed and nobody can see, I smiled at Thomas because as soon as he asked you that question, I was like, man, I'm so proud of you because <laughs> you're kind of making up for episode three. Cause I joke with you about episode three where oh Thomas my just, God. there were points where he was just kind of like, he didn't know what he was talking about. He's already making connections. Good okay, for you. I'm here. proud of you. So before we continue, I was, I just got to make a preference. Okay. The reason why episode number three, I felt like, or it sounded like I was dirt and I didn't know what the heck I was talking about. It was because we were recording it in my room and I in bed. So like I was laying down the whole episode and like looking at Cole and like it was late at night. It wasn't like 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night. I think, yeah, we find ourselves recording these episodes at like l- obscene times. Yeah, so like it, it, usually it's fine to me, but the only problem is I was in bed. So like my brain was like focused, but it was like dazing, not dazing, but like I just couldn't keep my train of thought half the time. I mean, I think I did see you rub your eyes a couple of times. So yeah, you're definitely like getting sleep. pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah. definitely like half sleep. Yeah, so like here we're recording in the, like the living room now where like we usually record podcasts where like I'm on the couch and like. I'm I'm comfortable, but I'm awake. So it's also early in the day. It's like six o'clock, seven o'clock now. Yeah, we're six hours ahead of schedule. Yeah, so. which is good because <laughs> we can do this. But anyways, yes, continuing with it. Um, I I had something else too. Go ahead. That I can say. I don't know if you guys were mid subject about the question that you. Just nah, asked. go ahead. Um, I think something that we should toss in there too, because before we started this, I asked you this question. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know this about Brandon because. Also, I guess we didn't mention Brandon. I met Brandon through you, Thomas. Yes, I forgot to mention. I haven't. Right. I haven't known you as long. How long have we known each other, Brandon? Was it like two years now? Three years now that we've like actually talked to each other? Because I knew that yeah, I knew that of your existence. Right. That yeah. sounds about right. I think y'all first met when we had like the New Year's party when we New first Year's, moved in yeah. here. Yeah. So that's. I think that was the first time y'all ever met. That it was. That was the first time we met yeah. each other. And yeah. And I, I think. Oh no, it wasn't because like there was times where we would be in Raleigh and like we we went that out. That was to the eat. first time we'd like really hung out. Yeah, the New first Year's. time y'all ever hung out was New Year's, but then y'all like met each other whenever Brandon, me and Brandon was in town. Ta- like me and you were in town in Raleigh, and Brandon was still living there, and I would just get lunch with him or dinner. I, the a vivid memory from the night of New Year's was Brandon for the first time. I didn't know this existed. Ordering that. Big Double Burger Cheddar Style. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I got anything or not, but I looked at your tray. I was like, bro, what is that? And you were like, that's that's the Cheddar Style Burger, bro. Let me put you on to it. So the next time I went, I got it, and I was hooked for, like, months. Bro, no, it wasn't your months. That. He was on that for, like, maybe a year. Okay, well, I'm trying to make it sound like I'm... Every time we got on the game, every time we got on Call of Duty, 
you were uh, you were talking about going to get one. So okay, after. thanks, guys. I really I was really trying to make it seem like I'm not that fat, but I guess we got that on. But the already. thing is, you're the skinniest one out of me and Brandon. That's true. Yeah, my metabolism, man. Shout out my metabolism. Must um, be nice. Um, anyway, getting back to what I was saying originally. Yeah. Um, I haven't known Brandon as long, but one thing that I don't know, I might somewhat know it from Thomas. If he's told me, I don't remember. I definitely don't know this about you, Brandon. But what got you guys into doing Taekwondo in the first place? Because I know that you both Mm. did it for a really long time, but I don't know kind of what the genesis of that relationship that you had with the sport was. So So I think mine is kind of a cool story, actually. Um, Mine is not, but yeah. So um, when I was in middle school, my grandmother was always like super paranoid that I was going to get bullied. And maybe not super fair, right? I'm exaggerating. Uh, but she thought I was going to get bullied just because I'm, like, not the biggest. Like, I'm short. Like, I'm not very tall. And she thought people were going to pick on me because of my height. Um, and so for that reason, she was like, no, I want him to be able to, be to, to defend himself. Uh, and my mom was like, or she was, like, pushing my mom to put me in my martial arts. And my mom didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was hanging out with one of my friends. And we went and saw his neighbors test for their black belts. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'll try it. I want to try it. So I went and told my mom I wanted to try it. And um, lo and behold, like, luckily, there was a spot right up. There was a Taekwondo school right up the street that was um, that was opening up. And so the day that they opened, me and my mom went up and um, did a, I did a trial class. And after that, I was kind of hooked on it. So it was just a lot of fun. You know what's funny? I actually didn't know that. Like, I knew Brandon started Taekwondo, but I didn't know, like, I knew, because he's been there since the beginning, like, since they opened up. But I had no idea that was the reason why I was why the first person him. from, I was, like, the first person from that school to, like, all the way through go get Yeah, and, like, I never knew that. That's really interesting, actually. I, de- I definitely don't know about that, but that's really cool. Yeah, that's really, oh, Brandon, I didn't know that, actually. What the heck? Yeah. And I've known you for years. Okay, anyways. Um, well, how I got it, got into martial arts was, like, a completely different reason than, like, what Brandon was. So, um, growing up, my mom and my family owns, like, a nail salon um, pretty close to, like, where the martial arts school, like, close to where Brandon lives. Um, and after school, a lot of the times, because, like, I was very young, it was to the point where I was, like, nine, eight o'clock, oh, not eight o'clock, nine, eight years old. <laughs> That I couldn't stay home by myself. <laughs> How old were you, man? Eight o'clock. <laughs> um, I was like eight or nine years old, and I just I wasn't allowed to like stay home by myself because I think it's, I don't know what's like the legal whatever. Stop laughing. Stop laughing at that. Oh my what? goodness, that was about a eight or nine <laughs> o'clock maybe. Um, but what's the legal age that you can like legally stay home by yourself? Isn't it like 13, 12? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is there a legal age? Is there's there an like, age? I'm pretty sure there's like a legal like a legal age that you can like stay home by yourself. I feel like 13 sounds right. Yeah, like either I could be it's like 12 or 13 that you can like quote unquote legally stay at home. Like the reason why they say that is because like let's say you're home by yourself at like the age of six and like a police car like police officer comes. Yeah, it's like some child abandonment. Exactly. Stuff or something. Yeah. yeah. So like there, there's a legal age. I think my family. I didn't know. Virginia this. doesn't have a legal age. Of course you would know that, Brandon, for some reason. I just looked it up. Oh, oh, I was about to say. Um, I don't know about North Carolina. Um, yeah, I don't know about North Carolina, but I think there was one, and, like, my parents just wasn't allowed to keep me home. So they would bring me to, like, their shop, and I would just, like, be there all day um, during the summer, after school, whatever. 
Um, and like, it was like good and bad. It was good because I interacted with like their customers and like, I was this little chubby fat Asian kid that people enjoyed talking to, um, and like getting to know, like getting to know me. Cause apparently I was an interesting character when I was younger. Um, You're pretty goofy. <laughs> thanks Brandon. I appreciate it. Um, In a good way. but it got to the point where like, I, I would just like start messing with like people's stuff, not like customer stuff, like my cowork like my mom's coworkers. So I would like move their stuff around or do whatever. So I was just, I was like slowly becoming a nuisance. Um, so then my mom wanted me to like get into some sort of after school program or like some summer camp, um, specifically one that helped me lose weight. Cause my whole life, my mom has always told me like, yo, like you're kind of chubby. You kind of need to lose weight. To put it softly, I feel like it, it could be a lot worse, but you're definitely softening the blow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely softening kind of the blow. Savage, so Bro, I'm my mom has told me some savage, like this past weekend. Oh, I'm not even going to get into that. Anyways, um, but yeah, my mom has told me like, uh, you, like you kind of need some lose some weight because all I did was, I mean, I didn't really do much, honestly, when I was younger. So um, my mom found, not found, but like my, one of my mom's customers, because my mom always believes my customer's I guess, word. So, like, one of my mom's customers recommended, like, a Taekwondo school up the road from here. And um, she was, like, telling him that, like, they have summer camp programs and after-school programs where they keep the kid all day and don't got to worry about them until, like, 3 or 4 o'clock. But my <laughs> – I don't know if you know this, Brandon, but, like, the reason why I was always there, like, super late is because my mom would never pick me up on time. So, like, what, <laughs> especially, like, after-school programs. After-school programs usually yeah. ends until, like – four or five o'clock especially at like um mcma um right my mom would pick me up like seven maybe like nine o'clock sometimes between seven no, and I nine because we would always, i would always end up staying after and hanging out yeah around a little bit I, I didn't have an option to like leave earlier it was always like between then because like my family gets out of work around like seven eight nine o'clock around then so yeah um yeah that's kind of like how i got into it they like put me into the summer camp program originally um and then what was it? Uh, during the summer camp programs, they had like Taekwondo class. I wasn't there for Taekwondo. I was there for like the summer camp program. And then like Master J Kim, when he was still there, he was like leading the summer camp class, like in the mornings. So then mm -hmm. they gave me like a uniform and like helped me try it on and everything. And like I got like hooked onto that first class. Um, and then, yeah, from then on, it was really fun. Um, I think. Well, Brandon wasn't a part of the after. Well, after mm, wow, after school and summer camp programs. Um, so yeah. I didn't really see him until like, as I started getting to like higher belt levels. So that's because like, um, cause I think you were what, like a green belt, blue belt at that point when I joined, I think Brandon, I think that sounds right. Something like that. Cause something like that. You and Ethan were very ahead of me. I remember that cause Ethan was yeah. actually going to test with you for his black belt, but he decided <laughs> to wait to test with me. Yep. So yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You yeah. told me about I remember that. that. Yeah. Cause you got your first degree when Brandon that was when his foot got messed up that was, oh. when he, that was the year his foot got messed <laughs> his up dad yeah. ran over his foot his dad ran over his ankle not his foot <laughs> oh, that was right. so yeah, funny yeah. to me I don't know yeah. why um, but yeah that's the story but, of like how yeah. we both got into it um, but I guess going back to I guess like the idea of responsibility let me ask you this Brandon um, it's kind of like very similar but going back to like the same topic what do you think gave you this sense of like responsibility even though oh I guess let me rephrase it. So like growing up as a the youngest child, what 
kind of gave you that idea of responsibility. Like, even though, like, you just said, like, um, you learned the mistakes from, like, your older siblings. But, like, there's also a portion of people's lives that, like, kind of want to be reckless. What made you, like, not want to be reckless as, like, a younger child? Like, the youngest especially, too. I think the consequences, um, the immediate consequences of being at home and being scolded or something like that, you know, or not being able to do the things that I wanted to do. I think that's what was, that was what deterred me at that age. But you know, I did have a, a reckless streak. <laughs> but that was when so. you were like, that was near like the end of high school, beginning of college. Like when, yeah. when I first met you, like, once again, you seem very like responsible to the point where like, I don't, I didn't even think bad I things think was correlated of, to you. A lot of that I think is because of where I was, you know? I guess that's true. I guess like we kind of both grew up in like a pretty positive environment. So, because Taekwondo wasn't a po- was a positive environment, honestly. Well, that's one of the obviously you guys can speak more to that than I can. But well, yes and no because I also fun fact you know this, but I took Taekwondo, but it was not you guys' Taekwondo. It's a very <laughs> very different. Where did you go again? Do you remember Taekwondo of America? So <laughs> if that if that tells you all you need to know, then there you go. But. One of the main and fundamental principles of Taekwondo is kind of, because I know this for just martial arts in general. I don't think this Mm -hmm. is just a Taekwondo thing, but it's one of the main principles, like Mm self-respect, discipline. They teach you, honestly, other than it just being an extracurricular activity and something something for you to do kind of to pass the time, or I guess originally what your parents wanted you to do. Is it also it? When I was a kid, I didn't realize it as much. Really, maybe looking at it now, it didn't teach me that much. But in terms of kind of like helping you grow and develop too, just kind yeah. of teaching you discipline, responsibility, being very at attention with things too. I feel mm-hmm. like that was that's something something mm-hmm. that sometimes people don't really talk about too much when it comes to these martial arts. Well, with martial arts, at least personally, I don't know about most people, but like I grew up with a family that was not first generation. I'm first generation American. So like a lot of my family, especially like my mom, my uncle and them don't know like American culture. So I didn't learn like any mannerisms or anything from them. Like I could, I was always told like, wait to speak like when someone else is done talking and stuff like that. But besides that, like I didn't know anything else. So I was taught a lot of my mannerisms from Taekwondo, especially like master you, master Jacob. Um, mm-hmm. those two people were the ones that like taught me how to say like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, like all that stuff. I think this might See, be, and, that's, and uh, that's wild to me. Cause me, cause, um, master J Kim isn't from over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I mean, both first generation. No, master is born from Korea too. I didn't know that. He moved. I feel here like when I he forgot was, that. Okay. I guess you haven't talked to him as much as I did. He moved here when he was 14 with his mom. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he started at white tiger. I knew he started a white tiger. I didn't mm-hmm. know that he, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. Because I think too, the more that you talked about it, and this might be overstepping a little bit, obviously, because they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. But in certain ways, the more that we talk about it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the military, I feel like. Yeah. Because it's very. There's some of, yeah. There, There's maybe, aspects in it. Maybe. I'm not saying that they're identical to each other, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, because especially with uniforms and stuff like that, there was a certain way that you had to have it on. Mm-hmm. For me, when I entered the dojo or I guess whatever we called it, you had to bow. There's a, there's a, the there's a certain understanding there. of 
respect and yeah there's certain yeah respect and discipline and yeah i mean i would say those aspects are there yeah i think it's similar it is similar to the military it's definitely a stretch but there's no i think there's little micro culture stuff no yeah you're actually not like you're actually on the dot because it is like very similar to military and let me explain why so um fun fact and i don't know if you know this brandon but um in korea like South Korea, whenever people enlist into the military, they're required to take Taekwondo and get their black belt to go into the military. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I did. I know did that. not know that. So, so yeah, in Korea and South Korea, they have like a their own like um, Taekwondo like demonstration team to demonstrate what they learned in Taekwondo and how it can be applied in military, cool. which is like very interesting to watch because it's very diff- It's similar but different to like regular Taekwondo. Well, it's I know. Really cool. I know too. The military. What's the um, is it Krav Maga? There's there's one like fighting style in some. I don't know if it's Krav Maga. Well, do you do you know what the? I think it's the Israeli. Oh, I have no like, idea. Like self defense. No, I have no idea. I don't know if it's Krav Maga. There's there's some form of martial art that's incorporated within one country nation. I don't know. I'm not probably country. Yeah, they're it's incorporated into their military. I can't remember what it is, but. I guess now thinking about it, that also I can. That's where I'm drawing the comparisons yeah. a little bit. Because like weird. Korea has two. It's Taekwondo and Hapkido, which Hapkido is like the equivalent to Jiu-Jitsu, so like to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so they both learn those in the military too, like um, because they're both good fighting styles. Because Taekwondo um, teaches you how to be quick on your feet and like quick and light and fast. Hapkido teaches you hand-to-hand combat, like how to deal with someone if someone like is up close to you or like really far, or how to like defend yourself. Um, which is why they have that in the military. So it's really interesting. Um, Brandon, real quick, let me ask you this. What is, what was your like experience? How would you rate when we did Taekwondo growing up? When we, when we did it growing up, I loved it, man. Like I couldn't get enough of it. Like I I actively wanted to be there every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What? Well, let me ask you this because I can answer this after you and you can ask this too Mm -hmm. if you want. What died down for you? Like, what made it, besides the fact that we got older and, like, our bodies couldn't really keep up with it as much anymore, but, like, was there a certain point that you kind of, like, started realizing, like, this wasn't it anymore? I mean, it just didn't feel right. I don't know. You just get, you just got, your idea, your, how do I want to word this? Um, I guess you're, you're just, your interests shift. Like, because then I, I started playing rugby, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes and, sense. And once I started that, I was kind of hooked on that. And that's been, like, I'm still playing it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's so, the same with me, too. Yeah. I think for, for me, obviously, I don't have as much to speak on it as you yeah. do. But there was a point where for the instruction that I was given, there was a point where I had to, it became a commitment, or at least that's what my parents told me, because there was a point where we had to buy the sparring gear and my parents were like if we buy this for you then this is going to be something that you do for a long time and to me at mm-hmm. the time i was like 10 maybe i was pretty young i was like yeah i don't know if this is something i want to even as a kid because that's funny in the back of your mind you think like oh yes yeah, it's something i really like i want to do yeah but for whatever reason i was like no this doesn't this isn't really for me it was fun but i think too something interesting i don't know if you guys relate to this at all but I think looking at it from an outside perspective, even though I did it for the little time that I did, from an outside perspective, you can maybe look at it as in 
Taekwondo at the time was kind of a really fun kid, quote unquote, kid thing to do. But mm-hmm. then as you get older, people might look at it and be like, are you doing Taekwondo? Because like, okay, if you're a 20 something year old and they're like, oh, I still do Taekwondo or something. I'm, obviously, there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. people find comfort and peace in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, do you guys, did you experience that at all? Where you mean something along the lines of, oh, when, when I get older, if I'm still doing this, that's going to maybe not be a good image for me or something? See, I never really no. thought about it. Go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say, you made me think, like, so uh, you made me think of, um, like, when I moved, right? I guess the big reason I kind of dropped out of it was because um, I went to um, the Taekwondo club at um, the school at Wake Forest. And, um, I just wasn't the same, like, you know, like mm, I would have yeah. been teaching the things that I know and wouldn't have been able to improve yeah. much myself, just kind of how it felt, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I saw that there was no point in going. And after that, it was just the skills kind of went away with it because I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was like, what's the point? It didn't feel it didn't really feel. It felt I like almost feel unnatural like it, again. Right. It didn't feel right going back, yeah. and especially once since I started another sport it was it was really weird trying to train my body to to switch back i think like i never really thought about the idea of like imagery when it came to like oh like if i was 30 years old how did people react if i did taekwondo for me it was like burnout i had like hella bad burnout for taekwondo because that's because you did it so i did it a lot i did it way more than brandon but the thing is i had burnout because it was to the point where I wasn't doing the same enjoyable things anymore. It was to the point where they were talking about like me becoming like head instructor for things where I'm teaching classes, which I love teaching classes. But when it came to like teaching all the classes or leading demo team, like our demonstration team, I had like no problem with that. But it was to the point where like they would like literally drown me as a dog to like do this work when I was still in school. Like I was in community college doing this when they were like trying to get me through that. I, when we, that, when we were working there, they, I feel like there were a lot of times there, we had a lot more responsibility than I think we, and we didn't get probably, paid enough for it too. We right, definitely didn't get paid right, enough. Then for I, it. Yeah, I agree. So, but that was the I biggest burnout. It was, Yeah. Like I don't know. I about can you, relate Brandon. to the burnout and that and that reason. Yeah, it just wasn't it, we, because it it came to like a shift and change or like a shift of um, responsibility. Like when we came to this, um, originally when we came to Taekwondo, we didn't have a responsibility but learn. Like that's the only thing we had to do. But then it, the responsibility eventually shifted where we actually were given real responsibilities to teach classes. And I think it's. I think students. it's funny that the responsibility came more with the skills that we learned than with like, than with um like age. I guess age was kind of a factor in the skills yeah, that we were learning. Yeah. But but as we learned more skills, they became to I, give I think us more responsibility. The, yeah. Because I don't know if you know, but I started teaching Taekwondo when I was thirteen. Yeah. So I didn't I, know yes, that. Yeah. I didn't. And that. I wasn't legally like age enough to be like paid, but yeah. <laughs> but they still had I to remember do that. Yeah. So I was like and they only started asking me to do it is because a they were short staffed and b brandon yep. you're right it, we had like the skills to teach it so like they just thought oh like let's oh, like, might as well out. use you while we have you yeah yeah, yeah. So yep. then it kind of just shifted into like oh they're good they can teach it so that's kind of what that's, happened yeah I, that that's how it i feel like happened with me too well that was one thing i was going to talk about but going I, I mean you you kind of hit it thomas but going back to the whole thing of i think 
and you alluded to it too, Brandon. I think age probably definitely did have weight on this because too, even though Taekwondo taught you guys a lot of really good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not techniques, but like principles, I guess. I've already yeah. used that word, but it, it, yeah, taught, that's a good word. it taught you a lot. But I think using some of those to go on to later steps in life is what helped you because mm-hmm. age was a thing because when we hit high school and you started doing cheerleading, mm-hmm. Taekwondo kind of got pushed aside a little bit, but mm-hmm. you used stuff that you learned from Taekwondo and cheer. Yes. And I guess maybe other than you doing it with Tegan, I think maybe it kind of ignited you to do cheer because you're like, all right, well, a lot of this deals with flips and stuff. I've already mm-hmm. been doing that in Taekwondo. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I think age definitely played a part in it, but I think that also too, and Brandon, you can speak to this if if you're able, but the stuff that you learn from Taekwondo, I think also in some regards helped you in later parts of your life, like the more you grew up. I definitely agree. And Thomas, I've never said this, but I'm very proud of you for doing cheer, actually. Really? Why? Yeah. Because it's like, it's something you wanted to do, and me and Ethan used to give you, like, crap for it all the time. Yeah, they gave me because, a hard time. Just because, just because, like, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. But, like, but like, I'm really proud of you for doing it. Thanks, Brandon. Well, okay, fun fact. When I told my masters and, like, all the people that taught me. They, they know, give you jokes for it, they too. They gave me a hard time with it because I was no, like, hey, hey. Yeah, I know they did. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm going to do cheer. And then, like, the first thing was like, oh, now that we taught you flipping and you know how to flip, you're going to go over to cheer now and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here like, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but, like, at I the mean, same yes. time, it was just like they kind of wanted, like, I was in high school. I wanted to like, explore more things because. I was kind of like I was tied down to Taekwondo for a long time, so I kind of wanted to, to yeah. like explore some new stuff. Um, at the same time, who wouldn't want to hang out with girls every day? So <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. What Besides a the fact, ball. I'm joking. But um, cringy, <laughs> no, whatever. But yeah, so I kind of <laughs> want to explore. I don't, you seem, you well, I was gonna say one of my favorite memories because we talked about this is because I saw it as soon as it happened was i don't remember who it was you'll remember as soon as i start telling this okay. story but for you posted on instagram years ago when you were still doing cheer i think i mean still doing it, cheer now oh yeah <laughs> um okay well when when you were in your like peak a bit i guess in high school or like uh-huh. when it first started uh-huh. you posted you guys won some oh my god you guys won some sort of tournament it wasn't a Talking so, about Wake Counties, maybe I don't remember what it was specifically, but I you, remember the post. You post a you post a picture. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with? Yes, it? I know. You post a picture yes. of you and the team winning, and I don't remember which master it was, but they just commented, "Oh no!" Dot dot dot. So <laughs> and that killed me. And then you responded to it, and you said, "Sorry, sir," or something. And I was like, "What the heck?" So what? that was Master you. Um, oh, that's funny. Because this is also this is around the time the same time I got my braces. I don't know if you remember, but in the picture, my I literally got braces like two or three weeks before competition, and I my mouth was hurting so bad that I couldn't like smile correctly. So like in the in the picture, not only did I look like a geek and like didn't know how to smile on that, but it was just like awkward because I looked stupid. But Master Yu saw that and commented it on my picture. He said, "Oh no!" Dot 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 dot. And I said, I just responded. I said, "Sorry, sir." Dot 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 dot. But like the thing that killed me was Master not only him, so funny. Yeah. not only him commenting on it, but you apologizing because what are you apologizing for? You're just posting how proud you were of the team, and he just said, "Oh no!" Like well, you're just oh, so no. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, a lot of them give me a hard time, like um, with 
uh, just going to cheer, like doing a different sport. Because I'm not going to lie, I think Master and Master J Kim really thought I was going to be like a diehard Taekwondo person. And like they really thought I was going to go to like the schools and teach it for like the I think job. they knew that I wasn't. I think everybody knew that I wasn't. I, I really genuinely think they did, like I was going to do that. But I think the reason. Oh, I did too. I think they did too. I think they thought Andrew was going to. I don't know about Andrew, but I had no idea, honestly. But I think the reason why is because I was so dedicated, but it didn't help that, like, I got hella burned out at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right now, so that was, like, pretty good about Taekwondo. That, I enjoyed that conversation. And uh, honestly brought back some memories. You guys learned a couple things about each other. Not gonna lie, yeah. Yeah. I kind of didn't know that about some things about Brandon, honestly, so... Um, we're actually going to shift some gears. I mean, it's still on the topic of responsibility. Um, but I actually want to ask you. Yeah, let's, let's do the third. One okay. Um, I guess we kind of like talked about it a little bit before at the beginning of the podcast, but I also want to ask you about number one, about like what school you went to both grad school and undergrad school and then talk about your major, Brandon. So let's start uh, with undergrad. Okay. All right. So undergrad, I went to Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem. Um, my major, uh, it's, it's weird. I always describe it to people after I tell what my major was. Um, it was called mathematical business. It's kind of like a joint thing. They had a joint program between our math department and the business school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like basic business classes. So I had things like finance and accounting and and marketing and things like that Mm -hmm. and then i had a whole lot of statistics and like calculus three and so you know it was was kind of the best of both worlds it was being able to see two things that i wanted to learn yeah um and trying them trying them both out was there a concentration in it like did you have a concentration at all so i had a second major Um, my second my second major was spanish um and i had a concentration in that in spanish for business oh okay okay See, um, as you're explaining that, I was shaking my head at Thomas because coming from a human being's mouth saying that they wanted to learn more about a subject that pertains to math made me cringe a little bit on the couch because I hate math and I know that you're really good at math. I love so it, man. I love it. I, yeah, it's there's, the best thing in the world. Numbers are the same in every language. Yeah, that's actually true. I mean, yeah, it's true. I just, in every language, I hate math. <laughs> you know what's funny? In every language that we learn, Cole is, even though Cole hates math, he's in a major that requires a lot of math. Correct. <laughs> What's your major, Cole? Computer science. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's the silence that came after that is appropriate. Yeah, yeah so. that's a lot of math. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> what made you want to go into, like, um, I guess, mathematic, mathematical business and concentration in Spanish? So I'd always loved Spanish. You know what I've always yeah. like, You've known I've always loved Spanish. Him and I don't Spanish know what it, what it so is. Bad. Like it's I guess it's just being able to to communicate with different people. And I, I don't know. Well, being more, able to, it was to more like mathematical business side. Like what made you get into that? Yeah. I know you also love math a lot. Um is, was that the only reason why you went into like that major? Because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um and and talking to my brothers and my sister and just the rest of my family and not knowing what I wanted to do, my brother was like, well, try business, see how you like it. That's something that's always going to be useful. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, but I think I like math all too much for that. And then I stumbled across this major um, after I'd selected the school. 
and um so it just kind of fell into place honestly for me dang yeah it really like. sounded like everything just got handed to you and that's i mean it might, it might have it just kind of like like that process I mean, I might have work been. to get there but like yeah. everything you know what i mean that's what like, I meant. everything like, was, it was just kind of like you know everything place, like you said. everything lined up at the right time yeah which is really good because i feel like that comes true a lot of times for you brandon from what i hear like a lot of times it just lines up really well um mm-hmm. like when you said you were going to george mason i guess that kind of follows up to you you're going to grad school georgetown georgetown, georgetown. sorry i was thinking about another college mm-hmm. georgetown which is in dc um it worked out for you originally because you said your brother was originally moving up there too with you right yeah yeah that hasn't happened yet <laughs> i'm still trying to convince him to, i'm still trying to get him up here he's he said he won't, he's been thinking about it oh so hopefully it'll happen so tell us about georgetown like I actually don't know much about Georgetown because it was only what a year and a half you said that you were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know what's wild? You know what's wild is I didn't even really get to experience Georgetown for a year and a half. That's what I'm because, saying. Um, I remember because it was during COVID, right? Yeah, I graduated 2020 from Wake. Uh, started Georgetown basically right after, um, and my whole first year was all online, so I just stayed in Raleigh. Yeah, I remember. Um, and so I didn't get to really experienced Georgetown but for like a semester and even during that I was working and my classes were at night so I didn't even really get to be on campus like that so it sounds like you didn't really get to enjoy Georgetown as as much as you could because you were you said you were only there for a semester right yeah I was only on campus for a semester dang but it was just kind of wild to think that I graduated and only spent a semester on a campus well, so what did you go to grad school for? It's like continuing mathematical business or? No, it was, it was, uh, this one was just math and statistics. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was higher level math and statistics. Mm. Crazy. Still crazy. Yeah. I, I love math, but not as much as you do. <laughs> there's, there's... I think I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about going back and getting a PhD like the years down the line. But I'm thinking they just about pulled it. you out, Brandon. Don't go back in my boy. <laughs> Um, I will say one thing though. I don't know. Did, would you were you continuing that? Okay. So one thing that I do want to pick your brain on because even though we've kind of been pat you on the back this entire podcast, but it's a good thing because you're a good guy and you're very smart. But his line. The one thing I'm lying. His line. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hub, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, but one thing I do want to get your opinion on or. Um, this could be a quick PSA to anybody out there, such as myself. But is there anything that you can speak to towards kind of where you got motivation from? Because I know a lot of math and statistics and stuff like that can be really, not bogged down, but it can be really difficult and stressful mentally. Um, mm-hmm. Can you speak at all to where you found motivation? Because there are days, admittedly, and I'm sure other people have this problem too, because college comes with a lot of freedoms, but also a lot of responsibilities pertaining back to the subject that we're talking about. But speak it all to where you found any motivation, especially in a field that requires so much attention and so much time into the work that it goes that the work that goes into it. I guess my motivation comes from uh, knowing what I'm capable of and knowing what I, what I'm like was doing at the time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i guess i feel like i knew i was capable of doing more but i needed to learn more to do it so it was it was a matter of taking it step by step and um 
I don't know. I guess just breaking things down, knowing that this is a stepping stone to get to where you want to be. Because you and I, Thomas, talked about, I think on the first episode, about I brought up this whole idea of putting the hard work now so that later on in life it doesn't have to be as hard because you already did all exactly. of that. Exactly. It's, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. So exactly. That sounded like what you were talking about, but that that's kind of what I, what I wanted to get from you because that sounds like the kind of person you are anyway just put in all the hard work now. There'll still be hard work down the road, but because you've already gone through a lot of hard work, it's just going to seem easy to you. prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brandon, like it's I've always known Brandon as like a person that planned ahead in a lot of times. So like every time I've always seen Brandon, for the most part, he has a plan for like what he's doing for the next year or something like that. Um, and I don't know why this sticks in my head, but this one time, this is when I believe you were either a junior or sophomore in your undergrad and you had an intern internship at a job mm-hmm. um yep, the one in raleigh yep the one in raleigh and you were getting paid yep. what like 14 an hour at the job or something like that something like that yeah i remember you getting paid good and i remember this because i, I was thinking at that point because I, I was what like a junior or senior in high school around then uh, yep around then i remember i was like dang do i have to have an internship like at college as i'm like a junior sophomore junior in college and i was just thinking that i was like man brandon's doing so much stuff because now that i'm sitting here have never taken an internship in my college like undergrad which probably is not good honestly but uh we're not gonna talk about that um no that's okay like that's something that i've had a hard time uh dealing with is recognizing that the path that you're on isn't anybody else's mm-hmm. you know what i mean people yeah. take different steps at different times and, yeah you know that, like you just have to be okay with that so like that's something that's been really kind of hard recently actually yeah so let, let me ask you this how are you like able to deal with all this mentally because i know just like cole was talking about this has a lot of responsibilities but these responsibilities also come with a toll a lot of these times so like especially with you being in dc and, like, I know you've been in D.C. for, like, a couple of years now. Maybe, like, what, two, three years now? About. I just hit a year. August oh, was a year. dang. I thought you were there for long. He's rounding. August was a year. I guess a year. But, um, and I don't know how many friends you have up there. I don't know if you have, like, a lot of friends. <laughs> what a, that's such I'm a, not, I know you didn't mean it that way, but it's like, dang, you must be lonely. No, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I meant, like, I don't know how many close friends you have a lot up there um in dc because i know basically besides i mean you don't even have family up there either is a thing because originally you were but so that's actually funny that you say that i didn't know i had family up here i have some cousins that are up here see it's an odd place to something do <laughs> did you like, just meet them at the grocery store and you're like yo my last name's freeman i'm like yo that's no, my no, cousin's my, last um, name <laughs> my um on my mom's side my um my cousin is up here I didn't know he lived up here before I came up here, mm-hmm. and my mom didn't. Well, and she had told me, and I guess I just forgot. But um, yeah. So I've got some. I've got a couple of different cousins up here. I've got two cousins up here, I think. Well, but how close are you with them? No, I'm not super close. Yeah. So I guess this goes into my point. Like, uh, once again, I don't know how many like close friends you have up there or not, or like how close you are to your friends up there. But basically, like, when it comes to being in a state especially like a like a literal state where like you're kind of mm-hmm. like a couple hundred a hundred miles um from your family or like your close friends how are you mm-hmm. able to deal with like the mental toll you have of like especially your job or like things that are going on with your life like i know you can always call me brandon but like you know like 
there's a lot of times I'm busy that sometimes I can't talk. Like we don't even mm-hmm. like talk that much anymore. I think this is the first I've talked to you since like it's maybe been a while. Yeah, maybe like a month or two ago was the last time I think we talked. Um, yeah. So like, how are you able to deal with like the mental toll of things or like the mental, like how to keep you up your mental health? Finding a rugby team was very helpful. Oh, I bet. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say to that. Yeah. Um, because it gave me people that I could just talk to something see people that i had something in common with mm-hmm. and now i feel like it's become a support system that's good honestly and and then it also helps that like m- one of my roommates from um, my senior year mm-hmm. he lives up here so he's not too far so me and him will hang out pretty often oh, that's good yeah uh, so i've got some people up here mm-hmm. so that's been good but i do like i call my family every pretty much every day like i talk to my parents every day for sure and my middle brother i talk to him every day um but yeah it's just i I, talking on the phone helps too i think one thing that i've noticed is that because you're actually a pretty good person to talk with about this kind of stuff brandon but also you too because you can relate to it to a certain extent but because also i'm taking a class right now on sports and sociology and kind of the effect that it has on people in general more so youth but and this relates to you guys but i think and speak to this at all either of you guys about taking taekwondo as a kid or a young adult and it kind of helping you in two different faces as it pertains to brandon right now two different phases of your life because when you were younger going into high school and kind of college that helped you and gave you some somewhat of an outlet and a distraction from the some of the stuff that you were going on and kind of mm-hmm. becoming an adult. And I think now that Thomas proposed that question about how do you deal with all this responsibility and stuff that you have going on with your major and being away from your family and stuff like that, you found comfort in another sport and rugby. So in a different step of your life of not so much turning into an adult, but continuing to be an adult with the added responsibility that you have now, like I said, being away from your family work other kinds of things that you're doing um i think that's really interesting especially since i'm learning about it just kind of the aspect that the impact rather that sports has in a positive light on Mm -hmm. people kind of not just finding themselves but finding a way to distract themselves from some of the more daunting tasks of everyday life Mm -hmm. see that's crazy i had never thought about it like that that's what, what I'm here for. That's a great perspective, right? Um, yeah, I, that's all I can say. Right? <laughs> yeah, period. That's it. Um, I actually wanted to shift gears to like our last topic because we are also kind of coming close to our time um, just a little bit. Uh, we still have a good time, but um, I know you have to get somewhere around like 820. So um, yeah, our last topic I kind of want to talk to you about. It's because I actually like never hear you talk about this, Brandon, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Um, but it's like the perspective on like relationships because um, Cole is going through some stuff. I'm going through some some stuff. A lot of people are um, going through some stuff with just like relationships. And this could like literally pertain either like romantic relationship, friendship relationship, um, school relationship, work relationship, like any any type of relationship. And I wanted to get your perspective on um, how you feel about responsibility in relationships. So, like, a good example for me, like, there's times where, um, 
like let's say me and a friend like we haven't talked for a while and like i feel like i have the responsibility or like i feel responsible for that reason where we haven't talked in a long time because i haven't been able to reach out or talked in a while or like Mm -hmm. if it's like a romantic relationship i feel responsible i feel like the person that was the one that like drove us between something or like that's the reason why we ended or i feel responsible for doing something wrong in the relationship like what is your perspective on that like how do you feel about the idea of response responsibility in relationships i would say like i guess to me when we when you first started talking you said responsibility in relationships and the first thing that came to mind was like communication right Mm -hmm. so i guess the first thing i i associate with those two words is like making sure that you're being open and communicating you know what i mean because mm-hmm. that is what i feel like that's what leads to the downfall of so many relationships is like somebody saying something and either like not meaning what they said yeah right either not meaning what they said or or um or having a miscommunication right mm-hmm. i feel like that's what leads to the the biggest problems mm-hmm. in relationships and so i think it's and it's not that's like a two-way street right that's mm-hmm. the responsibility of of both sides um so i think that that's just i think that's the most important to to me i guess Mm -hmm. well do you think like okay so we're following the same trend of like romantic relationships do you think like the girlfriend or the boyfriend has a responsibility in the relationship like for example as like as a boyfriend we have the responsibility to i don't know buy her things all the time or stuff like that do you think like that's like normal that we should have that like a responsibility within the relationship or should we just live how we are again i think that's if you're gonna do that i think it should be like a both a two-way thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'm kind of i don't know i think it's if i shouldn't be expected to do something Mm -hmm. that you're not gonna do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. okay i think if i may interject i know you're asking brandon this question go ahead um just my two cents on it I think, too, as I've gotten older and the more that I learn about it, because I say we, but at least when I was younger, the perception of it was more the guy buys flowers all the time, Mm -hmm. buys a lot of stuff, does this, 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 and this. And because we're guys, we don't hear a whole lot about the girl's side of the story. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. looking at it when I was younger, it was a lot more like the guy has to cover bases A, B, and C. And now I think as I've gotten older, you learn a lot more too about it's very, it's a very symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you guys both have to put in an equal you both or have to put in the effort. You yeah. both have to put in an equal or pretty close to it amount of effort because if you don't, then it's not going to work. Because thinking about it now, that whole thing, if the guy or the girl, depending on who your partner is and what your connection is with each other, mm-hmm. sometimes if one or the other puts in too much work or too much of the responsibility that's kind of what causes it to crumble a little bit so i know that you asking brandon that question might have sparked a different response but yeah just growing up how i've learned about it versus how now i understand it to be i think that i just i think it'd be cool to throw that in there too mm-hmm. along with this discussion so so when i say i shouldn't be expected to do something that you're not going to do i don't mean you know like doing it all the time yeah you know what i mean it doesn't have to be a a constant thing but if i'm gonna do something for you i you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's if it's a relationship there should be 
that return like there's part of that's part of our relationship is that give and take and being being able to look out for each other and being there for each other okay so that's funny that you bring it up so in one of my classes we're actually talking about um it's called i don't know exactly what it's called but it's called like um either i think it's like good neighbor morality is what it's called something along those lines in one of my classes so like we live in a world of um i believe it's called Ooh, the the consumer what is it buying a consumer like being the consumer and being the buyer or being the seller the seller producer and cons- producer and consumer that's what it is I couldn't get those words out Hallyoop. so we we <laughs> live in a world with uh, the producer and consumer but there's also another society where they they live by the good neighbor morality so um, producer and consumer you have a you have a product I buy it that's it I buy right. it with like actual money. The good neighbor morality is the idea of if I need something, you give it to me and I owe you something later because I know you're going to like, you know that I'm going to help you down the road. Like, and I don't actually Mm -hmm. like owe you some actual physical item or like a capitalist type thing. You just know that I'm going to give it to you. Right. How does that apply to like relationships? Because for what you're saying, it sounds like a. Well, also. Before you go, obviously, I want you to finish what you're talking yeah. about. Because kind of going on what I was talking about, it's also very much dependent on who you're going on this journey with. Because uh, like okay. I was saying, yeah. it could, for the old school, what I was thinking of when I was growing up, that could totally work for people. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to take that away from anybody. Yeah. But just looking at it now, like everything that I've learned and other things that other people tell me about it, it, it seems to be more give and take kind of thing kind of what you're going on it but Mm -hmm. it can it can definitely work it just obviously depends on who you're doing it with yeah so what do you what do you think brandon because like just like cole was saying do you think a relationship be like a producer consumer type of relationship or should be like a good neighbor morality relationship what do you think more of a good neighbor morality relationship for Mm -hmm. sure like if it's very transactional it's very like I feel like it feels like a surface level relationship, you know? Mm. Do you think that applies? Okay. So going back from not a romantic relationship, but do you think some friend, like, uh, I guess friendship relationships are transactional? I think so. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm, that's definitely me and Ethan. No, I'm just joking. No. <laughs> Ethan catching strays left and right, bro. Well, Ethan, every time you ask me like, yo, can you buy me food? I'm like, bro, can you not afford the Happy Meal McDonald's? I, th- I think, though, too... Damn. <laughs> I think, though, too, you kind of look at it in sen- in the sense of... Obviously, I'm not taking away from anything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I look at it, too, a lot in... Because to a certain extent, you and I have this dynamic where, like, transaction-wise, if I give you something or if you give me something, we might not be able to pay it back immediately or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. later on down the road but you pay for it in other ways yeah I agree. so yeah you might I mean, like but that's that's more comes to the back to the um the example that thomas brought up the uh, the good neighbor is what you're talking about yes yeah it's mm-hmm. like you know he's you know he's gonna help you out with something down the line mm-hmm. i know? mean there there definitely are relationships where there's like one person doing something and in the past like years and years ago i've definitely been a part of those but there's also 
and like I said, it all it all revolves around who the person is because mm-hmm. it's very much. Sometimes those relationships are hard to recognize when you're in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's very true. Um, sometimes it takes time. Mm-hmm. Some people longer than others, but it's all just dependent on how you value the gift to be returned. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Dang. But yeah. Well. This man's perplexed. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I just like this. It's not mind blown, but it gives it gives us a lot to think about because, like, what I was kind of I wasn't looking for anything, but like where I was thinking this conversation was going to lead to was kind of leading into like the different responsibilities when it comes to different like I guess relationships and how that may be seen differently. Obviously, like. Um, responsibility between like friendships like between me and Cole um, I have different responsibilities compared to me and Brandon like whenever I'm with me and Cole I guess my quote-unquote responsibility is just to you know just have fun do whatever we need to do um, I still owe him money so I gotta pay him back those like types of little <laughs> things um, while like my responsibility with Brandon would be like oh I have to like I feel like I have to catch up with him a lot since I haven't talked to him in a while um do like are some of our old things like do you think responsibility when it comes to like i guess friendships is different with like the friends that you're like with or surrounded by because like i'm See, that's wild that's wild that you say that actually because like you, you got me thinking about like responsibility in terms of how you act in different friendships yeah exactly you know what i mean yeah right because like um up here a lot of times at rugby, I tend to be pretty quiet and not as vocal. Um, but like when I'm with y'all, I talk all the time. See, and like yeah. I, ne- I would never have known that unless you said that because like yeah. I've known you as like a very talkative, talkative-ish p- person, and I only say that because once again I've known you for years and I talk to you like all the time and we always catch up for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, and you have always like and something new. Um, and it's and it's wild because it's not like that. I like don't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. It's just that. I don't know. That's just kind of how I fell into that group. And yeah. And do you think like, once again, like different friend groups, like different responsibilities, like, do you think you're like, I guess the best example would be kind of like, um, I guess like your friends at work or like, I guess your mm-hmm. coworker. I mean, I don't know if you look at them as friends or not, but your friends at work versus like your friends back at, uh, back in high school, like that you mm-hmm. see sometimes. Um, like, do you think those are similar relationships or very different? Very different. Very, very different. I don't know. Just because a lot of that comes from how well you know the person, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I work, I feel like you don't talk about personal, your personal stuff is nearly as much as you do with like the people you've grown up with, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so interesting. Okay. This is the last topic. And then I don't know if we have like any more much time, but it actually brings me up the idea of, and this kind of like, it kind of stays with the idea of responsibility, but like low key kind of strays. What do you think allows, I guess, people to break the boundaries of the environment you're in to get like people to know each other a little bit more? So, like, a good example you just said was the people that you would talk at work, like your coworkers or friends. You, you mm-hmm. just said you don't really talk with like your personal life to those coworkers. Mm-hmm. What what do you think? What interaction or like what triggers um, 
to like break those boundaries where you actually start beginning to talk about your personal life. Like I know Cole, it's a- he has friends at his work that he's like become really close with and mm-hmm. that's a work setting. And like, those are like now some of his close friends that he talks about personal things with. Like, what do you think? What, what I guess variable, um, is applied to this in order to help break those boundaries. I've, I've got two variables okay. for you. Um, one of them is time. Sometimes it just takes time and being around the person and getting to know them and getting a little more comfortable around them, mm-hmm. you know? But the second one is uh, it takes somebody to reach out, like somebody to take that first step, mm-hmm. you know? And like, okay. since I've switched jobs, um, that was one thing I was like, I waited too long to really like, hang out with my coworkers at, at the last job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm hanging out with some people. Let me go. It's for, for my friend's birthday. I was like, are you? I was like, let me see if my friend cares if I bring my coworker. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and reach out and try and break through so we can start talking a little bit more and get past mm, that okay. surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dang, that's super interesting. Those are some good answers. I like that, Brandon. I'm still here, by the way. Yeah, you want to put your two cents in about that? What no, you... I mean, I think, obviously, we've talked about this. Part of the reason we wanted Brandon on here is because I I would think that he he would have some pretty good insight into this kind of stuff. Because, obviously, if Thomas doesn't know about it, I sure don't know about this stuff. So, <laughs> it's pretty cool to actually hear your thoughts about this stuff, but... It was just a joke. I'm still here. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> sitting here. I. I. Part of the the cool thing about having guests on here is I just. I talk a lot, and I know that I do, but I want you guys to really just steal the show and talk about everything. Obviously, Thomas and I can introduce the topics, but. Yeah. Um. Also, but yeah, those are those are some pretty good answers. I like that. That was nice. All right. Thomas, <laughs> you Thanks, Cole. You wanna? Um. I mean, unless you had any further line of questioning, do you wanna? You took took the captain's chair on this one. You want to round us out on this episode? I did. Um, well, first and one, I want to say thanks for being on the podcast, Brandon. Um, I know you wanted to be yeah, on of it. Course. And I do appreciate you being on this podcast because, um, you know, you always have some insightful, um, I guess, perspectives on things that we talk about. Um, and I always do if look you to you. you want me back, let me know. Oh, for sure. Honestly. Um, I always see like your wisdom, like whenever I think about, uh, I guess thinking about things, sometimes they ask me like, what would Brandon do? I guess in some cases, <laughs> um, I only say that because honestly, you're like, you're very wise for being close to 25, honestly, like what well, you're 24, right? Brandon. Yeah. Which is so weird to me because you turned it's 25 too, when I turned 22. Dang, we're yep. old. Cause I've known uh, you since I was like. We've known each other forever, man. Yeah, because when you were 17, I was 14. You were driving my, my ass home, bro. Like, that's so weird. <laughs> Sorry for the... I forgot. It's fine. <laughs> See, but, and I've held on. I've done a good job. Sorry, sometimes it slips. <laughs> the host, the ones that break. Imagine that. Ah, we can edit this if we need to. No, we won't. We not edit this. We don't edit this. It's too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate you being on here, Brandon. Um, I'm glad you were able to, at least I hope you did, enjoy this con- these conversations we had. Um, yeah. I've learned some things about you that I actually should have learned years ago, but I guess I didn't. Um, you know what? He had a dream one night, and he said, you know what? There's going to be a podcast one day, and I'm going to have to tell Thomas of the podcast. So... <laughs> 
I that's appreciate definitely what happened. Nobody fact checked it. That's absolutely a point <laughs> in our history. How would you fact check that? Wikipedia.com slash Brandon I Freeman. Just, I was trying to be anecdotal. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you also enjoyed the topics that we talked about. Um, very insightful once again. Um, but do you have any last words for us? Uh, just thanks. Thanks for, for thanks for talking to me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Do you want to give? I haven't had I haven't had like a a conversation like this in a while, so it was needed. Oh, very much sure. We we have this every week. So if you want, like, we also like record journals. So if you ever want to like just rant or talk about something, we can like record it and talk it in like this kind of manner. But like, you can be more open to say because it, it doesn't get published. So um yeah yeah way to out us like that <laughs> people people right now are sitting at home like what have they said about me no it's not we don't say about anything it's just things on our minds that's kind of like venting it's we, very therapeutic yeah i i look at it that way just and to I let hope, it out yeah i hope yeah other people look at it the same way so if you if you ever want to do that like just call us or text us like hey i need a podcast rant and we're like we got it all set up we we're you. ready <laughs> so um do you have any like last motivational words for the people that are listening it could be like anything related to responsibilities to relationships um literally anything any last motivational words i guess i would say just take everything step by step you know don't get too caught up in looking too far ahead uh takes baby steps to get to where you want to be dang those are good words he actually without even trying said one earlier that I can remind you of because it was just, you know, when you're as smart as he is, this just comes naturally. Mm, yeah. Um, but you said something along the lines of your journey isn't everybody else's. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that's a really important message. So we can run it back to that by just saying, well, actually, you know what, Brandon, take the lead on this one. I'm not going to steal your thunder from me. No, that's exactly it. Like, all right. You know I mean? Cause I, I think a lot of people get caught up. Um, looking at where other people are and comparing themselves and you know it's just if you're doing that you're not going to be happy that's how i feel about it thank brandon well said brother all right well once again thank you brandon for being on the podcast um i hope you guys all enjoyed listening to our podcast episode number cuatro um and forced <laughs> just because we're talking to a spanish major how did he do brandon the cuatro. there you go <laughs> Right now, I might need to call you because I'm also taking Spanish 2 right now, which is fine. But Yeah, let me know. All right, got you. Um, but thanks again for ta- uh, listening to the podcast episode number four. Um, once again, we always appreciate you guys listening. Um, I'm Thomas, and this is our co-host. A word? I got delegated <laughs> to the co-host seat now? Okay. Well, I'm Cole. Um, and this is our special guest, Brandon. And we will hey, see guys. you next week. See you later. Peace.